Okay, I just made the kids go outside. They're crying. They're not happy about it. I'm going to give myself three minutes before they come in and just shut this whole thing down. All right. Welcome to No One Told Me. My name is Callie. I've just got a few seconds to tell you I'm so excited you're here. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is the first time you've hit play every single week. We want to gather experiences. We want to tell stories that make you feel seen and understood in whatever season that you're walking through. We believe hindsight is everything. So why not share what you've already learned? I personally have been going through this journey of changing my thought patterns, of changing what I think to be true about myself, the narratives that I've taught myself over the years that just aren't accurate, that actually almost always are critical and negative. I've decided ever since, how many weeks ago was it that we did an interview with Allison Cook? Whenever that was, if you haven't listened to it, please go back to it. It is so good, but she asks us to change our thought patterns, these ruts in our brains that we keep going up and down and up and down, believing what we were never meant to believe about ourselves. And she said, those thoughts that you have, whatever it might be, like, I can't make that amount. I can't do that job. I am not enough. I, whatever it is that you are thinking, she said, try putting what if in front of those statements. What if? I could do that job. What if I am enough? What if I could start that side hustle or that company? What if maybe it's something small? What if I could drink a gallon of water a day? What if I could work out three days a week? What if I could change how I eat? What if I could read three times a week a book that's going to make me better? Any of those things, putting what if in front of it, it has changed how I look at my every day. So I encourage you to just try it, maybe just for a day, just try it. I also tried not complaining for a whole day, one day, just no complaining, right? And it is way harder than you think. I did not think I was that much of a complainer, but again, it's the negative thought patterns that we allow to rule our thoughts because you don't, you don't really choose the thoughts you want to have, right? The negative ones just come naturally, But the ones that you want, the ones that actually build you up, those have to be a choice. You have to go looking for them and you have to plant those seeds of truth in your heart and in your mind. And this is just a quick encouragement. It's worth it to do that kind of work. It is hard work, but it has been so worth it. And it has paid off in ways that I honestly, I'm probably gonna do a whole episode about it because it has been so beneficial to how I view my everyday, to getting up, to setting my routines, to, you know, getting on the treadmill, to the choices I make throughout the day my thought patterns, and it's not very specific. I I realize I should have been way more specific. But again, three minutes, okay, I'm on a timer here, they're going to come in any second. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. But this is just me encouraging you. If you find yourself in a rut, if you find yourself giving the same narratives over and over and over again, you have to make the decision that you're going to be different, and you're going to change your thoughts. Where I started, the negative thoughts that just wouldn't go away. And you know, there's a handful that are repeated, write them down, and then flip them. Just like we talked about, or write a piece of truth down right under it, right? Find the scripture that answers that thought. It's not hard to do. You could Google it, honestly. Find the truth that answers your thought, that flips it on its head, write it underneath it. And every time you think of that thought, I want you to memorize that piece of scripture. I'm telling you, this is worth the work. The younger you are when you do it, the better. But you can start at any age. It's a lie to think you're too, it's too late to start something. It's not. This is worth it. This is just me, your weekly reminder. You're worth it. Why not try it? Honestly, what do you have to lose? In other news, Tony J. Collier is with us today. You might say, who is that? Well, I'm about to change your life. Well, I hope. I don't know. That was a big statement. It came out of nowhere. I don't know. I think I can back it up, though. I think this conversation will back it up. Honestly, I hope you have your tennis shoes on because you're going to want to run some laps. You really are. You're going to have to you're going to want to run laps after you hear this conversation. We had to delay it. And I'm going to tell you right now that God ordained that delay of this conversation because the week that we had it was the week I needed her words. And I hope that's the same for you right now, this Monday, or whenever you're listening to this episode. I hope you think, gosh, I was meant to push play on this. I needed these words. I'm excited for you to hear from her. I truly, I feel like she is one of my closest friends now. Is that She's just that kind of person, you know? I can't wait for you to hear it. Hey, if you love it, let me know over at NOTM Podcast on Instagram. Just a reminder, I really love you guys. Can't wait to hear what you think. 
Tony, this is the amount of times that I'm starting episodes like this is amazing. I discovered you on Instagram. Like, I know someone shared uh, a post of yours and it was just a great follow. So I've been kind of tracking with you for probably Mm. about six, six to seven months now. Just getting to follow you and your husband as you all are planting a church in Atlanta. You're like in the beginning phases. Y'all are gaining some traction, getting up and going. Let's just kind of start there. Tell us some of the Come basics. Come on, let's go. We've got a lot of wheels spinning. Let's just be real about that. Mm. Um, well, you know, just for some context, my husband and I have both been itinerant speakers for a while. And we had that like glorious moment where the Lord's like, it's time to settle on down. It's time to settle down. It's time to plant a church. And that's not everyone's stories, obviously. I mean, you got like Joyce Meyer and, you know, so many of these giants who just, you know, never planned a church, but have always been doing great work. But the Lord was like, hey, it is time. We have decided that, you know, this church is really going to be underneath the leadership of my husband, um, that I still feel so called to my women's ministry, Broken Crayons, Mm -hmm. still feel so called to international peacemaking work with preemptive love and helping other organizations really reach the gospel in different contexts. And so- it's been such an interesting balance because I will still be on the road. I um, have not officially announced this, but I have got a book deal, two book deal that's coming up. That's um, awesome. I know. Oh, let's spread the word. Now's the time. You Woo! heard it here first, people. You know, let's, know. it's happening. This is the press release. You specifically right waited now. for right now. It's I love happening. it. <laughs> um, so that's all happening. And so there's been this interesting balance because we wanted to be a church where people fully understood that as a woman in leadership, in ministry, I still have a voice and I still have power. And, but then also knowing that I feel called to pushing my women's ministry, to writing books, to influencing the marketplace. Um, and my husband feels called to lead a church. Mm. And so it's just, it's been like, how do we do this? Well, how do we ensure that people know that we are building this together in our own right that I have just as much power and influence in this Christian ministry space as my husband does, but also being clear with our lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's really been me mothering the church. Uh, we, we firmly believe that the church needs to be mothered just as much as it needs to be fathered. Mm-hmm. And so using the gifts that God's given me, like going in that lane while my husband has just been digging so deep on the organizational side, training leaders, putting people in the right places, negotiating like buildings, which I ain't about to do, uh, okay? Pass, hard Come pass. Come on, somebody. Come on. <laughs> um, but also, you know, having that balance and, and supporting my husband and, and what he feels called to do. And so we're building Hillsong Atlanta. Here it we go. Crazy. Let's do crazy. it. Crazy. Yes, let's do it. I'm so interested, though, Tony, the conversation, like you Um, said, you know, we had to have this conversation about what my role was going to be and what his was going to be and what we were going to do. I'm curious kind of what that conversation because, you know, uh, we especially women in particular, let's just be honest, our emotions a lot of times, right, like trigger us in certain directions. And then we're sitting there and we're like, wait a second, is this like God's call? Or am yeah. I just like feeling some kind of way for yeah. a few weeks and all of a sudden I'm not. So I'm just curious like yeah, how, so how you could so confidently just be like, I know, I know mm. what I'm supposed to do here. Because I know there's a lot who listen who are like, how do you know that? Like, how yeah. do you have that conversation? Yeah. The truth is like, I think at the end of the day as women, 80% of us, according to Shanti Feldhahn and her Harvard studies and research, um, 80% of women are verbal processors. And that is directly linked to the way that our brains are wired, Mm. the way that we, in the forefront of our frontal lobes, process through emotions first before we do logic. 80% of us, not everybody. Mm -hmm. And so we need to process things out. It's, It's why we connect as women eye to eye and men connect shoulder to shoulder. They just, Mm. you know, it it just is what it is. And so I think first and foremost, I've had to accept that I'm a woman and not in this feminine, I'm weak because I'm a woman because I process differently than a man, but as a way of God, this is the way that God wired me. And there is a certain level of discernment and influence and Holy Spirit nurturing and glory and power that comes with being a woman. Mm -hmm. And so accepting that, Yeah, I'm wired to feel deep sorrow and pain and probably go there first with decisions, if Mm -hmm. we're just being honest. Mm -hmm. And when I own that, I also own that at the same time, the Lord has also uniquely wired me to be a strategist, 
and someone who does think logically and who has tested as a thinker, not a feeler mm-hmm. on the, all the little different tests. And as an, you know, Enneagram three achiever, I'm going to freaking crush it every single time. Mm-hmm. Let me just put that out there. And, but, but I've had to realize like holding space to grieve what my heart desires it, you know, it is to be right alongside my husband doing the same thing, but then also getting down to, there are moments when stuff doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When Abraham was not supposed to bring his nephew and he did anyway because it felt right, but God said no. Mm-hmm. Like we see countless stories in the Bible that's like, this feels right in the flesh. It feels right in the earth, but God's saying, but nah, mm-hmm. like that's not what I want. And so it's sitting in the emotions, being able to verbally process with safe people and then putting my freaking big girl pants on and being like, let's go do the work of the Lord mm-hmm. and that sacrifice and trench work. So let's go. You know, I so. feel like I think the interview's done, Tony. I okay. mean, well, okay. I think we figured everything out up. that we needed to figure out so we can call it, call it a day right that's there. It. No, but that's, that's like, that's probably one of the best answers to that question. Cause I even know personally yeah. grappling with that of mm. there, there's this feeling what I feel like is right to do today is different mm. than what it, God's actually requiring of me today even the references to abraham he was like no this feels right i'm going to do this and god's like but that, do is, this. that is not that is not Legit, what i asked I of you no. yeah, like, i don't know what you okay. didn't understand but it was no um <laughs> but it's so much more simple than we make it and and i think what you're able to navigate and go through even saying hey i can hold my feelings and my thoughts and my yeah. my strategy and logistical thinking i can hold all that at the same time and i can yeah. still make um good decisions wise decisions and use discernment yeah. i just think that's so validating for a lot yeah. um especially for women to hear but i would imagine you know this this learning this difference happened through a lot of your story and the power of your story and what you've lived through up to this this point and and that's what this podcast was birthed out of it's for those shared experiences Mm -hmm. of here's what I went through and guess what it sounds a lot like what you're going through and the only reason you're going to know what to do next is because I'm going to share with you what I did next um so that is a lot of what I think the call of broken crayon still color is is you know you're aiming to make those who feel like they can't or shouldn't share their story find hope and opening up and saying Mm -hmm. this is who I am and it's all right So share some of your story and what inspired you to help others find that hope in the brokenness. I just get the chills. Uh, I get the chills. Well, I can tell. It's like you were, I was like, I need to wrap up this sentence because she's ready to go. Like, I need to just stop. I'm ready. Let's do it. I know. I know. I get so excited, man, because like for me, I have obviously so much brokenness, so much trauma and abuse from, and third grade, my mom getting sick, having a massive stroke paralyzed on the left side, numerous just health issues thereafter, having to essentially parent my mom for years and years and years to care for her and nurture her. And such an incredible mom, such a a freaking miracle, a miracle walking, has literally regained all of her strength in so many different ways from, you know, having cousins, boys who were sexually curious and, um, you know, invade my personal privacy from having a dad who for a long time was verbally abused. And so then just verbally abused us mm-hmm. instead of parenting, you know, um, losing my virginity at 13 to a guy that was 18 and sexually manipulative, leaving my parents' house at 16, starting smoking weed and drinking alcohol to numb all of that freaking trauma. Hello, mm-hmm. somebody. Um, going off to college and just being reckless and on my own, deciding that instead of going to law school and doing all the things I wanted to do because I had a performer's heart for my dad to make him proud, that I was going to instead go away with a boy to a whole different state um, after three months of dating. Hello. Um, and it seems up, right. Up, seems right. It just seems right. Oh my gosh. I feel it. I feel <laughs> it. And then just quickly get to a different state with this guy and it's verbal abuse and doors ripped off the hinges and holes punched in the walls. But we attract the things that hurt us. Mm. And for me, unfortunately, for the first 25 years of my life, it was just abusive relationship after abusive relationship, trauma after trauma, no healing, no counseling. And then, you know, a crash and burn, having a little girl in an environment that was unsafe and having to get out and going through a divorce and leaving the church and going through poverty and WIC and food stamps and everything else, battling with bulimia. I mean, the list goes on because mm-hmm. trauma spirals, fam. And then ending up and saying, well, God, I mean, there's no way that you can still use me. But God's divine purpose for our lives is not contingent on 
on what we do, but on who we're called to be. And so then therefore our stories should not have the power to define our divine purpose, but it does because we allow them to. And sometimes we allow them by choice. Sometimes people hurt us so badly. We have no other choice, but to hide and to try to go heal. Um, But I think Broken Crayons is about addressing all of that hurt and all of that valley-placed story and saying that even still in the valleys, God wants to use us to create something beautiful. Like part of you wants to be like, read the Bible from beginning to end and all you're going to see is people who are completely broken. I mean, every character, it's so funny. We're about to launch a series uh, at the church I serve at, and it's called Living with a Limp. And all it is is about the characters in Scripture. Second Corinthians, come on! You know, like the characters in Scripture who, like Noah, who, what did he do when he got off that boat, Tony? I mean, he got drunk. Live it up. Yep, he was like, I've been been with my in-laws too long. I got to let loose, and terrible things happen, and God still continued to use him. You know, it's just all these characters, and it happens, but somehow... That message has gotten twisted over the years. And I love that you're sitting there saying, that's not the story we were meant to tell at all. That's nobody's story. And if you think it is, then you're lying a little bit because. And here's the sucky part about it. If there was a scheme of the enemy, it would be shame about our stories so that the power of God Mm -hmm. could not be revealed behind those stories. That's what's going on. And like, we just need to get real, real with that. And that, and that's the reality of the situation. It's exactly what you're talking about. I read an article the other day. We were just talking about the next generation. And it said that the next generation cares so much more about passion over polish. Like, Woo! they want to know that you care. They want to know that you're like, you're yeah, like, they don't they don't need your perfect story. They actually, they not only do they not need it, they don't want it. And so. And they're going to be mad if you do it. Yeah. They're going to leave. They won't stay. Listen, I love it. The next generation's ruthless. I'm they, like, bring it, bring it, bring I know. It. They are coming for you. And you bet you, you've got to be able to say, you know what? I did mess up. Or you know what? Yeah, that was wrong. You have you to better, be able to say it. Slide in your DMs it's, oh, gosh. And exploit your they're not, let me tell media. you something. They're not just going to slide in your DMs. They're going to take a picture of you doing whatever you're not ah, supposed to be doing. They're going to post they're gonna it. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> if you think your story has to be perfect, then we got to we got to come back for the, to the beginning because it's just That's not it's not going to work. But I know you have to. We all do. Tony, have these yeah. days of just complete doubt. Like you slip backwards and you, (laughs) yes, right. Like 20 minutes ago, I'm in it today. Every morning there, that's what the enemy does is to get that foothold. Like he knows that shame. It's exactly what you said. It's one of his greatest tools is that that piece of shame insecurity. So when you are slipping back, Tony, when you're like, gosh, this, maybe I'm not the one to do this. Maybe I am a little too messed up for this. How do you, how do you keep your eyes forward? How do you find the encouragement to be like, no, 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 this is for me. I know this is for me. Yep. I think at the end of the day, I want to affirm every single day I doubt. Mm. I wake up every morning and I'm like, Lord, please don't let me mess this up. And not from a insecure, I can't do this place, but from a, an honest place knowing that I'm nuts. It just is what it is. Your girl has done cartwheels on a rooftop. Your girl has not remembered nights, flipped over cars. I know this life. All right. Mm-hmm. I know the trenches, fam. And at the end of the day, because I know who I am, because I know and am honest about my imperfections, the fear and not, and come on, listen, I'm about to breathe. I'm the ready. Let's fear, go. You take the rest the of it. The fear of messing it up is a hundred percent valid. Mm. And specifically in the African-American church, it's like, oh, we, we're not supposed to fear. We're not supposed to be scared of anything. That's not the truth. Mm-mm. I just want to say that publicly. It's not faith. Uh, combating fear. It's that our faith would lead us through seasons of fear Mm -hmm. so that we can get to the other side Mm -hmm. of hope. So yes, I fear my inadequacies getting in the way of God's glory, Mm -hmm. period, point blank. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, and it's it's like Paul says, this is the the foundation of broken crayons still color. It's like Paul literally says in second Corinthians chapter 12, I have a thorn and that thorn will never leave me because I need to know that it is my weakness and mm. God's power. Mm-hmm. That's the formula, fam. It's surrendering our weaknesses. Boasting about our weaknesses is actually what NIV says. Therefore, I will boast about all my weaknesses in order that so that here's the formula. Christ's power will rest on me. It mm. is not us being perfect. It is us admitting that we are weak and imperfect, as Brene Brown says, and wired for struggle, but still worthy of love and belonging. Mm. And how much more does love and belonging mean when we're imperfect and wired for struggle? 
Come on, you got baby. It. I, listen, I, I mean. I'm about to nod my head right off my neck right now. Not I cannot. I, you know, like it's about God. But it's exactly two it's things. About it's about God. It's not even here anymore. We're just going to let you carry on. It's gone. But, but it's two things. One, you know, I was rereading uh, Jesus's uh, arrest and crucifixion and everything in, in light of Easter, right? And I had this realization. I don't know how, why I haven't seen it before. We live our lives thinking if you follow Jesus, you should not have fear because mm-hmm. it's a narrative that has somehow made it all this way. Oh, but yeah. look at Jesus in the garden, Tony. You're going to tell me oh, you wasn't God. afraid. Trembling. But it's exactly what you said. His faith led. His faith was uh-huh. in the front, you know? And uh-huh. and even a step further than that, I know that you got to be a part of the If Gathering, which, Jenny, I... I oh. I still love, pinch myself. I love I can't her. Even. I love her. But I'm actually her. rereading one of her, her older books, Restless, and she talks about mm-hmm. this surrender piece, exactly what you said. And she said, Ugh. you cannot serve two masters. And if one of your masters is insecurity and fear and feeling like Dang. you can't do it, then you can't serve the master you're supposed to serve. And Uh-oh. it's just, I mean, but why, why mm. is it so hard? We are so easily distracted. Some of our root thoughts that we hold on to keep us from yeah. believing we can yep. move on from anything. So how do you encourage women to find ways? Hey, keep moving. Practically, when you find yourself down in it, how do you yeah. just say, I'm not going to live this? I'm not because I'm not supposed to. Yeah. I mean, I think this is going to sound so against the grain, but I think we have to get used to pain. Mm. I think we have to get used to the fact that we're imperfect and wired for struggle, that we live in a world of sin. And I think from that place, there's a resilience that keeps us grounded and not shocked when hard times come. And I just, I feel like for many of us, we just get shook up. Like Mm -hmm. we just get all bent up and untethered when hard times come. And it's not to say that you should expect a hard life. It's to say, I receive that there's a spiritual battle that's Mm -hmm. happening. There is an unseen enemy that is literally, I mean, he, this, this sucker eats, sleeps, breathes, getting you off course, period, point blank. And I think, honestly, after the moments of pleading with the Lord, curled up on my closet floor, praying God take the pain away, Mm -hmm. after accepting that this was my life, a combination of some of the choices that I made, if we're going to be real, some Mm -hmm. of the people that I allowed into my life, it set me up, it teed me up for a place to let God do his great work And it brought me back to Ephesians where we got to put on the full armor of God. Why in the world would that analogy, that type of parable even be present in the Bible if we weren't going to get some scars? Mm. Mm. Why would we need armor? Come on, man. Like, I just think we need, this is going to be bad. I'm just going to say it. I think we need stronger Christians. Mm. We have strong members of different types of religions that will, as Ramadan's Mm. happening right now, not eat from sun up to sundown mm-hmm. for what they believe. Mm. And it's hard for us to get up 30 minutes earlier and have quite, don't, yep. don't even try mm-hmm. to get me started here. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we have to put on some armor. Mm. It's just time. So that's well, what we should. I was, uh, I was spending some time with a friend the other day. We were walking and forcing our kids to play on the playground so that we could actually talk to each other. Yes. And I love- um, she was like, Callie, I was talking to, or no, she was reading a book the other day. And she said, um, they made this point and I've, I can see the reality of it. The U.S. is the only place where Christians are praying, God, take the pain away. Like, oh! you know, we're saying, God, take the pain away. She said, anywhere else I have been, and even the writer of this book, anywhere else they have been, they said, prove me faithful in the pain. Oh, They're not gosh. praying for the pain to go. They're praying for faithfulness in the pain. And we don't, we don't pray like that, Tony. We, we I don't. I mean, no. we're like, please remove it. Please remove it. Take it away. When really maybe what we need to be praying is prove me faithful. Let me be, let the story that I tell is going to be one of faithfulness and that I knew that no matter what I was going to get to the other side because of who you are and what you've already done. That just like touched me in such a unique way. My, My husband preaches this all the time. He says, God will either move the mountain or he'll give you the strength to climb it. And I just, I don't think we want the strength. I think we just want him to move it. No, no, no. Just to make it easy. Like, no. Mm-hmm. But but no, I'll mm-hmm. pray harder for you to move it. I'm not going to pray harder for strength to climb it. No, um, yeah. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It, just, go- it, it feels like too much. But and that's just a yeah. starting point. And it's like you said, the enemy's walking around looking for ways to get in your head, looking for ways to mess with your thoughts. Simply and practically, 
how do you quiet your voices? I mean, is it like you just claim scripture, you, you learn it and you yeah. claim it over and over again? I mean, is there, yes. I, I, you know, I, I said this the other day to my husband, I said, Ryan, I can sing a song from 2012. Like I can sing JLo every <laughs> lyric of it. From the block. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I've got it all day. It can come on and yeah. I will nail it every time. Yeah. But it comes to like claiming scripture. I had such a conviction about it. Anything yeah. else will pop in my head. And I'm like, wait, what that scripture say? Hang on a second. Give me, I'm going to think Hang of on. it. Wait, wait, you wait, you wait, know? Wait. Theory? Okay. Yeah, well, Siri, what was it that it, that Jesus said about? <laughs> Remember that one time? I know. I, you know, let me say this. I, I want to validate all the different ways that people stay steadfast in their walk. For some people, it's counseling. For some people, it's just like dropping scripture left and right. Um, and I, I believe in all that and have walked through all of that. I think about three years ago, I went on a spiritual encounter with um, Lauren Tomlin's family, Chris Tomlin's wife. And it was just... I can't, I will go every year for the rest of my life as soon as this pandemic is over. Mm. I, it's just, it's so good. Here's what it taught me. One, that scripture is alive because mm. God is alive. And there is a special um, tr Trinitarian part of God, the father, Jesus, our literal advocate and the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And I think for me, I have had to remember that the same God that we quote in the Bible is the same God that wants to speak to me today very specifically. And it took me a while to get there. Just gonna be real about that. You gotta be real quiet. And I like words, all the words. You're speaking my language. But you gotta be real quiet mm -hmm. to hear him and to feel him and to discern the impressions he's placing on, on your heart. And, and I'll tell a quick story. I was getting ready to go to this spiritual encounter. I said, all right, I need to go deeper for, for real, for real. I went to this prophetic service. Cause you know, when you get like serious about faith, you're like, I'm doing everything. I'm about to, it's about to go down. You give it's me the options. I'm, I'm taking I want them. some holy oil, please. I will mm -hmm. drink it. Um, <laughs> but I went to this prophetic service. I'm like, I want to get everything. And they have this moment in the service where they're like, we want you audience members to prophesy to somebody else to like just practice. And I was like, mm, that's weird. I don't want anybody to partner up with me. This guy partners up with me. He goes, I think you should read the Psalm of your birth year. So 19, whatever the birth year was. For me, it's 91, so Psalm 91. I go home, I read the scripture, this mug doesn't mean a dang thing to me. I'm like, oh, well, he missed the mark on that. There's no power in that, brother. Um, it was like, you know, it was just all uh, You're gonna have around. to try get. can I get another guy? Like, mm, can I get another one? Is there somebody else? <laughs> just some, did we miss the mark on that, Jesus? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't mean anything to me at all, mm -hmm. genuinely. Psalm 91. I go to the spiritual encounter a week later, and we go through this session about you know, what's your biggest lie? What's holding you back from really discerning and hearing the voice of God? Throughout this spiritual encounter, we have like two, three hour blocks where we, it's just like silence. Mm -hmm. You have to go sit. And that's like the hardest thing for me. I'm like texting people, mouthing oh, things people, trying to do sign language, breaking all the rules. Well, when I got real serious about it and actually really sat down there, God started to speak to me about my biggest lie, what, what held me back. And it was, I'm unsafe. I have to protect myself. I have to do this all by myself. This is obviously deeply rooted from my childhood. My mom's being really sick. My dad being very verbally abusive. I had to nurture and take care of myself. I'm unsafe. God, you're not protecting me. So catch this, fam. I finished up the spiritual encounter. I'm like, I got that lie. I'm denouncing that lie. I'm hearing from the Lord. It's great. I get back home. I'm practicing sitting down, being still, listening from the Lord. I say, Lord, what scripture would you have me read today? Lo and freaking behold. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Lo and behold, mm -mm. this sucker messes around. I'm t I'm so I said, okay, Lord, I I'm not about to play with you about this. <laughs> and he brings me to Psalm 91 yet again. I'm going to read it to you guys because mm -hmm. this is not my story matters nothing without the actual power of the Lord himself stepping in and proving himself true. Mm -hmm. This is what the scripture said. I'm reading this thing weeping. You who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in dark places, but say this, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I am safe. Mm. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under mm. them, you're perfectly safe. His arms will fend off all harm. 
fear nothing, not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others succumb all around, drop like flies right and left, no harm will even graze you. You'll stand untouched, watching it all from a distance. Yes, because God is your refuge, the high God, your very own home. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't mm. get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from failing. Here's the crazy part. I started having visions after this spiritual encounter of me in a freaking field frolicking around and there was a lion trying to come after me. I'm like, okay, now this is crazy. That's, hey, hello, enemy, mm -hmm. trying to come into me and mind me that I am not safe, that I am unprotected. Here is verse number, okay, 13. You'll walk unarmed among lions mm. and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path if you just Hold on to me for dear life, says the Lord. I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and trust me. Call me and I'll answer. I'll be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life and I'll give you a long drink of salvation. That is the type of personal, intentional, with you in the valleys, God, we serve. And it is that power that keeps me moving. Mm. That right there. And it's so, I mean, Tony, think about it. You were like, the lie I believe is I'm not protected. The lie I believe yep. is this. Yep. And that entire passage is about okay. his protection. The entire thing is about his protection. I mean, apparently that guy didn't know what he was doing. All right. I mean, I think we can. Honestly, I have been looking for that man ever since. Because I'm like, I doubted you. I doubted you. I thought you Lord didn't know anything. You. Right. The Lord used that man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't like. You can't explain those types of things. And and we need more of that. But imagine the kingdom work that can be done oh, if man. we're like, hey, what you're saying, that's that's kind of, that's true. That has, that has yeah. proven true in my life. It was weird the way we got there. But yeah. now I'm like, maybe there's, I mean. I'm like, creeper I, Christian man, yeah. creeper Christian man alert. You're not making any sense. Okay. But that's what, Tony, that's what you're saying. You had to have yeah. that time. Yep. I'm going to sit by I had myself. to be open. I had to pursue mm -hmm. it. Come on. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. us. Because we've got a lot of guards against it. And a lot of it comes in the form oh, yeah. of distractions, wh whatever yep. that distraction could be. It could be work. That's it good. could be your family. It could be, you know, Netflix or scrolling. There's so. Oh, gosh. Scandal. Okay. Oh, can we talk about it for a second? I that there is always something I need to be watching that I have not watched yet that I need see. to watch. Yeah. You yep. know, like I got to know yep. what's going on. And those are the distractions, though, that we think are more important. Then this yep. work, the hard work, the deep work that, you know, at the beginning of uh, fall last year, I was reading when uh, Jesus calls the disciples and when he calls Peter and they go out in the boat and he's oh. like, he's like, hey, we're, we're in the shallow right now and it's comfortable here. Like, I know y'all <laughs> like it right here because you're just kind of hanging out and letting me yeah. teach. And he turns and he's like, hey, take me deeper. I want to go deeper. And he's like, he's like, no, we've already done that. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not out no. there. There's nothing to be found out there. You know, like we're done. And he's like, no, I said, go deeper. And oh, I, you know, like, and I just think that's exactly what you're getting at here. Tony is there's abundance deeper. If you mm -hmm. will, if you'll just do, if you'll just do what Jesus is asking you to do, the Come abundance on. that is found yes. there, you know, and Ooh. we let ourselves be distracted by it so long. And yep. I know you have a, you have a million things going on. I mean, you even said, tell me a will that's not turning right now. God yeah. <laughs> you've got, you've not. got so much going on because you're passionate about it all because you know, yeah. you've gone deeper and you have learned what God's real call is mm. on your life and you're not wasting yeah. time on anything else. Yeah. And we can waste a lot of time, but guys, we don't have a lot of time to waste. And mm -mm. there are eternities hanging in the balance and we're wasting our time doing, oh. doing things that aren't important. So crazy stuff. how do you, how do you balance pouring out into the people yeah. that you love doing what you're doing right now and pouring into so many people who will listen, but also yeah. filling up knowing mm. I have to go deeper. I, you know, like yeah, I want to be a good. wife, a mother, a leader, a friend. Yeah. How do you find the rhythms to it all? Yeah, that's so good. I think at the end of the day, man, sometimes in my personal opinion, again, um, we have to leverage the resources that we have outside of the church so that we can live a healthy whole life. Mm -hmm. And for me, that meant doing a Tom Patterson Institute life plan. I needed to figure out where I was going for what I was going for, what my gifts and talents contributed to that. And then how I could go the distance. Cause listen, I'm trying to go the distance out here. I'm trying you. to admire mm -hmm. this thing. I need to go Beth more in this mug. Like 
I'm not trying to fall quick, fast, in a hurry mm-hmm. at 30 something, 40 years old. Um, and I've been burnt out before. Mm. So I've been, I've already been in the valleys at 24, 25 years old. So your girl got a head start on all the craziness before cancel cultures came out. Um, I think for me in this life plan, one of the most resourceful things was my replenishment cycle. Part of the life planning process where you begin to ask yourself, what are the things that are life-giving? There's really nothing you have to do to access it. Mm. And do that consistently. Most of us get burnt out and I'm guilty of this. I'm like three days, no sleep, whatever. Come on, baby, let's do it. I, I had to realize that it's it's this ebb and flow and it's about me breaking up with balance and marrying priorities and knowing that there are moments in time that are for specific things. that I don't have to spread myself all over the place all day long, but instead I can be laser focused in the moment doing my thing. My replenishment cycle includes nature. I, I got to get outside. Put me inside of somebody's room and I'm going down, down, down. That's why mm. I probably could. The Lord was like, we ain't going to send her to jail because any kind of solitude. Listen, I could have went to jail a couple times. But any kind of solitude, sis, I, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done the first week. It's over. It's over. Take me home. I don't need take to be here home. anymore. Take mm-hmm. me home. Okay, I'm an extrovert. I mean, <laughs> if I get sick, I'm like, Sam, to my husband, I'm like, please come be in the room with me. He's like, you're sick. I'm like, yeah, well, come. Yeah, come. just sit, sit at the door. Talk to me through the door. Come on. Talk to me <laughs> through there. Look at my face. I mean, um. For me, nature's a big deal. For me, also, worship's the big deal. I don't know why. I can't really mm-hmm. sing that well, but your girl will bust out in a full-on worship song, and I'm louder than the worship leaders on stage. It just is what it is. It's what it does to your Those, heart. I it feel just it. is what it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I need to go biking. I need to be outside. I need to work out. It's my thing. And for me, like nails, hair, as vain as that may sound to some people, in order for me to feel my best, I want to look my best. Yes. It's just a part of my makeup at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If I'm crusty, I'm going to be acting crusty and feeling crusty, okay? So those are some of the things that I just do to keep myself afloat. Mm. And I just think we need to do better at just, I mean, being on the offense, not the defense. Because mm-hmm. we can. Because it, it, it happens quickly and easily. There are some uh, people who just came on staff at the church that I get to serve with. And I remember having this conversation. They're 22 and 23. And I just said, listen, number one, here's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about managing your energy. You can manage your time all day long. I yep. want you to manage your energy. Ooh, and I want you good. I want you to know when energy is going out. And I want you to know exactly where energy comes in from. Because... Uh-huh ministry is it's the it'll suck it out faster than almost anything else because 100 percent. you know well it's not just physical and mental and strategic stuff it's spiritual yes and you want to be drained you want to get you want to feel real drained be drained spiritually Mm -hmm. go ahead and pouring out spiritually go ahead oh my gosh yeah take you down to the but then you keep trying to pour out and you know you don't have anything to pour out but you're like ain't saying nothing ain't saying nothing useful to nobody yep no one even wants to hear from you anymore (laughs) hey y'all what's up god good it's like okay sis we need to take a we need to go if that's what you're gonna start with we need you to we need you to go on all right we're gonna just need close it out (laughs) someone start playing the music someone start singing Get her off. Get her off. <laughs> so, Tony, just to anyone who's listening, who keeps yeah. finding these excuses, you know, we talk about ministry specifically, but your purpose yeah. and your calling, it can be 100%. anything. Like, God yeah. has uniquely created all of us to do what only we can do, and he wants to yeah. position us to do that. But then they look back, and they're like, these are mm-hmm. all the reasons why I cannot, God. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that, you, that I, I should want to do this, and I kind of do want to do it, but here's why I'm not the one to do it. And I struggle uh, with this a lot. Like, it feels yeah. arrogant, or it feels, like, selfish to be like, but that is what I kind of what I want to do. I mean, what are some yeah. words for them to think about this week, just as they take oh, what they've good. heard here? And mm. they're like, I'm ready. Like, I, I mean, I'm personally ready to run some laps after talking with you, Tony. Like, Girl, I'm going to have to do a couple walks. You know, like, I'm going to have to go Mess somewhere around. and get this. Like, I'm a little hyped up right now. But Come on, somebody. I know for the rest of the week, they want to remember this. Just what would yeah. you leave them with? 100%. I think at the end of the day, um, if you didn't do another thing, if you did not cross off another box, which I'm like speaking to myself, my little achiever heart who has all the to-do lists. If you didn't do another thing, if you didn't cross off another box or checklist, you would still matter so immensely to God and this world mm-hmm. and the kingdom of God. And I think it's more about who you are than what you can do. And I think from that space of confidence, that is when we can go boldly. Mm-hmm. And I, the minute I realized, Tony, you are valuable without another speech without another resource, you yourself are so valuable. Mm-hmm. And from that place, there was this confidence that it wasn't about me, that it's it's not about all the things I can do. It's about me being absolutely unbridled about being used by God. Let me know what to do. People mm-hmm. question, they're like, how did you get this opportunity? How did you get to do If Gathering? Literally the Lord. 
There's mm-hmm. very little things that I pursue. I just want to work hard, serve Jesus, and love his people. It doesn't matter what space that's in. I'm going to just work hard, love people, and just serve Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. Strategy is good. I'm a strategist all day. And I think endurance is good. And we've talked about all the tools that you need to run a good race. But I think first and foremost, before we check off lists, before we decide you know, how I'm going to fulfill my purpose and be strategic. There's a pit stop that needs to be made at the feet of Jesus every single day, Mm -hmm. whether it be through seven minutes of quiet time or belting out worship in your car or sitting with God in nature. When we sit down at his feet, he literally provides the increase. We can thrive without striving. I know it sounds weird because we we live in a striving world, but I promise you from book deals to stages to conferences, I have not pursued anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've literally listened to God and I've executed his vision. That's it. I I don't know what my insights are. I don't know who be watching stuff on my little Instagram. If the Lord tells me to post something, I post it Mm -hmm. and I do it in his way in his, and then all of a sudden it just blows up. All of a sudden I get an email. All of a sudden I'm booked for something. It's because I'm not trying to cross off an earthly list. I'm trying to make divine kingdom impact, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Nothing it's, else. Oh, Tony. And I mean, especially talking to um, the younger generation and to just be able to say, there has never been a moment that I haven't seen God create opportunity for those he wants to use. Yep. He, if he is going to use you, he's never. going to use you. I dare you to find someone who's going to stop him from his plan for you. The only oh, person yeah. who can stop it is you. When, when you yeah. start making it about you, when you start making it about what you want to do and what you want to pursue, I yep. just, it's, I think we lose that mind. It's easy to lose that mindset, Tony. And, and I just, I, I even sound weird saying it. Like I even immediately after I said that, just like, let's pull back the curtain. I literally go, oh man, I, I bet someone's like, yeah, but what's the practical side? Like, how do you actually do it? What are the to-do lists? What are the, and I like, and I want to give that like my strategy side, but I literally just feel the Lord, even in this moment, say, send them to me, mm-hmm. send them to me, Tony, even your strategy, anything that you can give them, it doesn't matter. Send them to me. And I know we want more and I know we want guardrails and strategy and, and we want a, a task to get to check off to get us to a million followers i know i know i want it to there's a part of me there's a part of my flesh that wants bigger better mm-hmm. more impressive more beautiful aesthetic i want it to but i i want god more mm-hmm. and i want his will to be done more than mine because i'm crazy okay i'm nuts and i know that my way is not good mm-hmm. it's his way and and i it sounds so simple and like spiritual and just, uh, it's just so, it's so like airy, but that is honestly the beauty of God mm-hmm. that there's so little that we have to do when we let him do so much. Oh, we make it for so real, much more. Yes. We make I it promise. so much more. Mm. <laughs> I promise. If we can start to look at ourselves as image bearers, hands and feet of the task that that's already in play through the larger story of God that we're just stewarding over mm-hmm. one. I think we'd be less prideful. This is mine. It's my people. Mm-hmm. There's not enough space for me. I don't have enough opportunity. Somebody else is coming into my space. There's a church built down the road. If we begin to realize that we're just stewarding over the stuff, that's not even ours. Mm-hmm. You treat it just a little bit better. It's yep. like when your friend lets you borrow that chapstick, it's like, okay, sis, now, you know, this is my favorite chapstick now. Okay. All right, sis, you know, it's my favorite top. It's my favorite set of earrings. Mm -hmm. It's like, you treat it delicately. You don't try to lie and be like, yeah, these are my earrings. You say, oh, no, this was actually given to me. I get to buy my girl. She's this and that. You celebrate her kindness. What if we could just view our lives in that way? Mm -hmm. God's just like, hey, I've got something I want you to steward. I've got a special time here on earth that I want to give you. And, And if you could just take care of it and treat my people well and be kind. Oh, I get so emotional just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Because it is that. He's given me a precious little six-year-old that I get to steward. He's given me a husband after being redeemed in my marriage. He's given me that to steward well. And my job is to be kind and peaceful and loving mm-hmm. and just a good freaking human being. That's it, y'all. At the most base level. It is. It's so much... Just- so it's much like uncomplicated, it, you know, and, Tony, and in that stewardship, he'll give us the strategy. Mm-hmm. He will give us the provision for the vision. Mm-hmm. He will do it. Just like, try to name a time he hasn't. I mean, all through scripture and in the, your life and the lives of others, Trust. name a time it hasn't happened or name a time yep. you have regretted. You look back and you're like, dang, I wish I would have done it myself. 
You know, like, <laughs> gosh, I wish I would have just forced this through. You're not going to yeah. do it. It's not going to yeah. happen. And yeah. Tony, I've never uh, asked this before, but I just feel like I need to ask, will I you take it. a minute and just pray over oh, absolutely. anyone who's listening? I just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I need to ask you to do that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Okay, let's pray. Um, ooh, thank you, Father God, for so many things, but first and foremost, that we are living and breathing and hearing right now. It it is an interesting season in our world, in the entire world. We have seen so much death and loss and grief in this past year and a half. We just have. And to even be alive today with after a global pandemic, after so much civil unrest is a miracle. If, if we didn't view our lives every single day as a miracle before, dang it, we got to view it right now. So thank you. It is a miracle to be alive in this moment. And we just Thank you for that, Father. God, we're just, <laughs> we're asking for you to be close. God, for every single person that's listening, for every single person that's in a, a valley place, God, would you just remind them that you are there too, mm -hmm. that you are not a God at the end of the tunnel saying, come on, mm -hmm. I'll be here for you when you're ready, when you're strong enough, when you checked off all the boxes. No, you mm -hmm. are literally a God that is lighting up the tunnels of our lives, helping us to persevere and get through them. You are a God that's on the sidelines of our lives saying, put me in coach. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine, it says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness. God, would you prove that in the lives of your people today, God, mm -hmm. suddenly father, God, would you intervene heavenly father, suddenly God in the valley places. God, would you give us the ability to climb mountains, to claw bloody knuckled our way through as you send your angel armies to protect us from an unseen enemy? Mm -hmm. God, would you sometimes move the mountain? Because you know, and we know that you don't put anything more on us than we can bear. Mm -hmm. So God, for those mountains that need to be moved, would you move them? God, would you give rest and peace to your people? Would you remind them that you are alive and well? And for every denouncing of the church, you yourself are being raised up in a glorious and divine way to prove that it is not the four buildings. It is not the four walls. It is not the buildings that make you strong but it is you that mm -hmm. make the building strong. It's you that make your people strong, Father. God, give us strength and encouragement and perseverance and give us joy mm -hmm. because you are a God of joy. You are a God of divine peace. You are a God that wants us to bask in your glorious wonder. You want to throw us a party. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful for that, Father. Thank you for who you are. It's in your son Jesus' name, we say yes and amen. Amen. There it mm. was. Listen, Atlanta doesn't know what they're going to do with themselves. Let me tell you something, Tony. Like, walking into that Hillsong, I just can't. I'm about to move to Atlanta. So I'm, I can. I saw, pack up your bags. I'm a, I hope you've got an extra room that can house two kids and a husband because out. we're coming. I got my office. We're <laughs> we just got to get the laundry off of the futon. It's okay. It doesn't bother me. You just got to find okay, a little great. hole for it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I'm right used to it. I have to shut my bedroom door and the babysitter comes over so they don't see what my room looks like. Ooh, you know? Yes. That's correct. That Tony, correct. we end every episode with just one question. We want to yes, know what you are so happy someone did tell you about. What are you so into right now? What do you love to do, to be a part of, whatever? What are you so happy? I'm going to be honest, man. I love my white friends, okay? And I love my white friends for so many reasons. I'm black. I know you can't see me, guys. But my white friends have introduced me to avocado toast, <laughs> oat milk. No, no, no. This is just real. This is why we need each other. As well as Topo Chico. I am actually addicted to Topo Chico. What I've seen you talk about it. What it's is sparkling it? water that is made from Monterey heaven. Okay. From Jesus himself. You know okay? how I feel about sparkling water. You might not know, but I will tell you. It is like, someone said it this way. It's like drinking TV static. Okay. Oh, tell me, it's, tell me they're wrong. Tony, tell me, tell me that's not right. <laughs> I've never heard that because I am new on the sparkling water train, but I am forever going to use that. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, I just, you know, and matcha. I mean, there's so many, gosh, so many things oh, that my matcha. friends have introduced me to. I just, and also sunscreen. I recently got a sun uh, burn. I didn't know that I could you burn. Need, you I needed to learn. You need to learn a few things, Tony, I about did. sunscreen. They said, go to get aloe. I'm like, for what? What I is aloe? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what is that? Okay. Um, 
But I am. I Again, I work for an international peacemaking organization. I am so high on the diversity and inclusion and equity um, train. And so I just really love all my diverse friends and they help me so much and they add so much value to my life as I probably do theirs. Uh, so that's I, what I'm thankful for in this season. I love it so much. Tony, before we let you go on to what else, I'm sure your day is so full. Tell us, great. tell <laughs> us where we can find you and be a part of everything you're involved in oh, so we can absolutely. track along with you. Absolutely. I, you know, everything is Tony J. Collier, T-O-N-I-J-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. But more importantly, I have just such an incredible women's ministry. I think I have seven women that I get to lead with and they are just everything Mm -hmm. to me and they are diverse and they are, we are inclusive in all, all the different ways Mm -hmm. and age and ethnicity and And I just, I love them. And I love the resources that we put out because it's not just my voice. It's not just about my story. It is theirs. I would just implore you to go follow Broken Crayons. um, Everything is B-R-K-N crayons because we have to get down with the millennials. You do. You got to make it short and sweet. You do have to. That's what I'm saying. Because who wants to spell broken, you know, obviously. Um, BRKN Crayons, go and follow. Join mm-hmm. the Facebook group. We, It's just, it's a beautiful community in my personal opinion. You, so. you all will always leave. I'm telling you right now, if you follow, if you read along, if you do all of it, there will not be a time that you read that and you don't leave better from reading it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what I say about the, this podcast is I want you to be better after pushing play. And I know yeah. you feel the same way about the content Absolutely. that you all push out is it mm, you will leave better every single time. Yep. So it is that's worth the, worth the pro- uh, and also preemptive love. Where can we find that? Yeah. Y'all at preemptive love. Okay. Like oh gosh. So you're telling me it's called preemptive love and we can find it at preemptive love. Is what love. <laughs> can is you believe it? it? Ain't no can abbreviations, fam. Ain't no abbreviations. <laughs> But it's great. Peacemaking work, you know, if you're looking for help with justice topics and how to love, truly unconditionally love, it, we have so we have great workshops, mm-hmm. free workshops. I mean, it's truly really, really cool. I love it. I get to be a part of all the cool things. Hey, sign me up for all of it. I'm I'm yeah. just I'm getting on the your coattails thing. and I'm going for the ride. We're best friends. Let's do you're it. You're coming to move in. That's I think great. we have to. Uh, there's no other choice at this point. I'll, I'll oh, bring fine. sunscreen. I've got lots of different kinds because I have freckles. Listen, so I guess need, who has always I had to wear a little bit sunscreen. more. You do. Yeah, Sister, we're going to learn about it. It's fine. I've yeah. got, I can do it. I'll do a PowerPoint and send it to you. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Woo! you so much, Tony. I know that we just created so many fans who hadn't known you and now they do. And like we said, they are better for it. So I'm so grateful for you and the work you're doing. And I can't wait to yeah. see what's next. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.